For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages to the winter is coming Game of Thrones podcast. This is Take the Black with House Razor, and I'm here to talk about all kinds of fun things with Game of Thrones. And um, we're going to start with some uh, fun news. Um, Casey Boys, the uh, HBO president of whatever he is, content, marketing, whatever, he did a uh, question and answer with uh, at the... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> no, we go forward. We are. Oh, it sucks. We are you onward. Never, you never introduced your cast. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I've got. I've got. We've got to leave this in. I'm that it in. is. we I'm. I, I've got slack up. Nobody told me that. Uh, God damn I'm you Razor, all. And I'm here all alone. <laughs> and I'm here to talk about Casey Boys. <laughs> this became this became a that that was like a uh, that was like if Game of Thrones had an Infowars. Here goes David. And he's just gonna start screaming in the mic. They're turning the children of the forest gay. They're turning ah! the frogs gay. <laughs> anyway. All right. So hey, listen, guys. Um, thanks. For, if you're a new listener, uh, thanks for hanging in. <laughs> This far, <laughs> if you did, uh, for our returning listeners, you'll know that this is usual fare for us. Let me introduce my uh, my guest. Well, not really guest. My, my no, usual you need partners. to start over, dude. No, like, I'm start. definitely not starting over. We're leaving this in. We've got <laughs> Isis, Corey Thone, and Corey Smith. So here we go. Let's start it all. We're in this. Um, anyway, so Homeboy said what about what now? Cor- yeah, Casey Boys was at the television uh, Critics Association giving a Q&A, and he said – that Game of Thrones season eight will debut sometime toward the beginning of next year, which means if it follows the usual track of Game of Thrones, it will be in April. Uh, that's what we're kind of predicting um, on Winter's Coming. So that's that's my, that's my best guesstimation is that Game of Thrones season eight will be in April now, thanks to these comments. So that's pretty cool. He also said that we're only going to get one prequel. So that stupid Empire of Ash. Um, sequel or prequel that ISIS hated so much uh, is not going to be um, part of the programming thing that we they know of. So good for yeah, you, ISIS. To the, yeah, that's because they listen to the podcast. They Casey Boys listens to Take the Black. You heard it here first. Exactly. There it is. All right. So let's move into what we came here tonight to talk about, and it's not about Casey Bloys, I promise you that. This is about the Emmy script that was released by, uh, well, the Emmys, of all people. So, uh, it's the Game of Thrones Season 7 finale script, The Dragon and the Wolf. And if you've been on um, social media, you've probably seen it, uh, people talking about it. Um, this really is probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Um, it's got a lot of director's notes from, um, Benioff and Weiss and, uh, Corey Smith, before I talk too long and everybody leaves the podcast, tell, talk about what you saw in the script. Uh, Benioff and Weiss' colorful language, which is always there, um, what, God, what did, what exactly did he call? The shit burger. 
Yeah, no, it was more than the shit burger. Uh, the, basically, the moment when uh, John and Danny decide to sail north, um, there's a line in the script about uh, where Jorah thinks to himself about John that he's a fuck a fucking punk ass little shit burger, and he stole my Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so their scripts are always if you never read one of them their their scripts always have little lines in there and people take them way too seriously when they uh read them on the internet but it's you know it's basically their way of getting that character to kind of know what they're feeling in that particular moment and yeah they use some really colorful language so they also um, use some really uh intelligent and far-reaching jokes like um Behold, Sophie Turner standing on the Winterfell battlements, uh, looking like the French lieutenant's woman. And uh, yes, Sophie Turner will have to go Google it. I had to Google it, and I'm 44 years old. So I want to ask anybody on this podcast, do you know what the French lieutenant's woman is? Nobody? Anybody? I had What'd to you? Google it, too. Phone? Right. Is you talking about the movie with Meryl Streep? God damn it, I knew Phone would know it. Were you looking it up while I was talking? No, I'm looking at boobs. <laughs> you usually are. <laughs> but uh yeah, man. This is um this is <laughs> they put they said I've never I've never seen the movie, but I know that it I, I just know of it because I'm pretty sure it was she was nominated for it. Again, I've looked at her list of nominations before, so there is a tweet. If you, if you go into Twitter and type in French Lieutenant's Woman, the French Lieutenant's Woman, there's go, scroll ha- halfway down, you'll see a tweet that shows Meryl Streep in a uh, hooded cloak standing over a stone wall, and it's snowing. And it fucking looks exactly like uh, Sansa Stark standing on the Winterfell battlements. <laughs> oh my god, it does. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. Oh, that's great. Hey, so um, since we're talking about Twitter, or, or social media for any fact but uh cory Thelen, you got a special shout out for one of our listeners don't you well yeah I, uh i was on yeah anytime i'm available and i get a notification whenever uh winners come and goes live for take the black with dan or do they call it take the black with house selkie no take Still, the black live take the black live there you go anytime take the black live comes on if i'm available i jump on and and one of our loyal uh listeners kenny adamo was like hey i recognize you from the podcast and i was like oh this is a first (laughs) (laughs) you're twitter famous or yeah i well i appreciate just give a shout out to kenny you know he listens to the show all the time i do see him on twitter he's replied to stuff before i know he votes into the polls and stuff so he uh you know he listens all the time so shout out kenny Thanks for listening, and uh, you know if anybody else out there wants a shout out, just hit us up on social media. And Kenny, though, go shout out guy because he's number one with a bullet, first one. So. <laughs> you know, Isis, you're usually the one who uh, gives shout outs. I mean, Kenny probably wants to hear from you most of all. Honestly, he doesn't care about us. How you doing, sexy man? There you go. <laughs> there you go, Thank Kenny. You for listening. I'll be thinking of you all night. <laughs> yes! Mostly when oh, I'm taking yeah, a trash uh, out. <laughs> all right. No, thank you. No, seriously. Uh, thank you for listening. I mean, as, you know, uh, we're all on Twitter and everything. And, and, you know, it's always nice to know that people are uh, listening to us and we're not just, you know, screaming into the void. God um, knows why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't. It's because of that intro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of that razor guy. You guys would be popular. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, I I love it, and I think it's really awesome. And um, so, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. And and if you join us on the live tweets that we do, it's um, so thank you, thank you to everybody. Really, you just like did a whole like acceptance speech. That was pretty cool. I did. I got really super reflective and it was probably because I'm drinking cranberry and vodka right now. And there it um, is. So I'm just saying that, you know, that I get I get a little you know, there's a thin line where I become very reflective. A little, and then I, a little tipsy. I'm just, and then I'm just like drunk. But I'm not there yet. I'm not at the drunk point. So Well, um phone you actually segued perfectly for us and I you probably did it on purpose, but uh, you talked about our Twitter polls, and uh, we did one last week for Take the Black. 
um, what you guys would want us to talk about on tonight's episode. And that is, it was a resounding characters that we think will die in season eight. Um, this is going to be an exciting topic because I know there are a lot of, um, fandoms out there for, say, Santa Stark or Daenerys Targaryen. Who, who deserves John more? And if one will die, will the other one get John? Whatever. I don't care. We're going to talk about it tonight. So, um, Corey Thone, I'm going to go to you really quick. You guys haven't had any time to talk about this because the host of this podcast doesn't send out memos on, on topics. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to you first. If you had a character that you would say this person is going to die in season eight without a doubt, who would it be? Without a – okay, so I'm, I'm going to avoid the obvious ones. And Santa. people, no, I'm not. I don't think Sansa dies. Actually, I think I think she makes it. I'm my less than obvious person that I am 100 percent sure is going to die is. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tormund. I think oh. that they. I think they've almost killed him. Cause they almost killed him in the finale, but they didn't. You know, he was him and him and Beric are alive, and they're going to scale down the wall. He almost got dragged into the frozen lake, and then the hound saved him. He he's come very close to dying. Uh, many he almost the the one guy was beating the shit out of him until he the the knights of the veil vale came over the hill and he bit his face off or whatever. Yeah, so like he's come he's come real close, and they know he's like a fan favorite, and they so I think that he's gonna go down in a blaze of glory. Uh, you know, fighting someone to oh. save someone else. I don't know. Probably he'll probably save Brienne. That's, yeah, there we go. A lot of people think that um, either Jamie or Tormund will die saving Brienne from something. I think Jamie. I think Jamie has a more a bigger fish to fry than than <laughs> dying for Brienne. So ah, very cool. All right, so Isis, who do you think? Right off the top of your head, your first character. <laughs> it, it's gonna it's gonna kill me to say this. And I'm going to say Pod. <gasps> and you know why, Pod? Because everybody would fucking ball. Oh, yeah. If Pod die. Because like, he definitely it, would die defending Brienne. Yes. Yeah, he would definitely die defending Brienne. But I think that would total, that would maximize the, you know, the crying uh, of people going, man, you know, they they just killed Pod and and Pod did all of these things and you know he's just been you know a kind of a fan favorite kind of the same thing that uh, that Thone was talking about and um, that would really get people in the as the kids would say in the fields. Oh my God! Mm. You know what would be even worse if he died defending Tyrion, which is the first person he was was a squire for, like you know the White Walkers wash over Winterfell, right and. Tyrion, who's obviously not a fighter, is stuck somewhere, doesn't know what to do, and Pod jumps in, hacking her way with the sword, and and he, he they give him a Hodor death, basically, right? Well, I mean, it, it gives him it gives the the maximum amount of emotional, um, you know, feeling that you're going to get that visceral reaction of that. Oh man, this really great character died, but you don't really have to worry about. Oh man, what am I going to do without this character in the storyline? Does that make sense? No, that, you know, it does. Yeah, it, it doesn't. He he doesn't. I mean, without Pod in the in the in the storyline, the story still mo- moves forward, um, even with his enormous penis that the 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 uh, the prostitutes like. But um, but you know, there's that emotional connection that everybody has. So that would that would be the biggest uh, you know one that I would say that I think will happen. I'm interested in um, knowing who thinks that Corey Smith's going to say Sansa. I'm just I'm interested in knowing before he says who it's going to be. I actually just said in Slack that I think he's going to say Cersei or someone like obvious. No, I don't know <laughs> if I not. I mean, Cersei's too obvious, right? Everybody knows she's going down at the end, and either Jaime or Tyrion's going to do it. Right. Yeah. So my my guess is I think John is the one that doesn't end up surviving. You shut your uh, goddamn mouth. And 
And I think he survives the war. I think he ends up killing the Night King, saving the kingdom, all that jazz. But I think the fact that he's been resurrected and he's basically like some sort of living zombie, I think that ends up catching up to him at the end. A living zombie. Like, I don't... Well, I mean, Martin has said in the... You need to write for The Walking Dead is all I'm saying. Oh, burn. Sick burn! That he's some sort of fire white. Right. Yeah. He's it's he's not intended to live forever just because he got brought back. So, and you know, in the books we see Barrick uh, get brought back six or seven times, and each time he's he's like different, and he start he stops remembering where he's from or or what his like his family looks like and things like that. So, I think John ends up once everything's said and done, he somehow just passes on. And I think that's going to be because you know Martin said it's going to be bittersweet, right? So what would be bittersweet? They win. So what? He and just, you think he just dies of boring death, like he gets like a hangnail, and because there's not real medical treatment in Westeros, he dies from the infection or something. Like what? What are you saying? Or he dies because he's a fire white, and the, the great other has been defeated, and so he no longer has a purpose to live. Something like that. Yeah. Ah, I got then you. he's reborn. I, I mean, I'm just as saying, John like whatever. White. Oh my god. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. Shit. Oh, my God. Thank you, Thone. I'm like, that would be more bittersweet is that he becomes a White Walker or the main white white guy. Anyway, uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually saying I was actually saying that he would he would have to fight uh, the White Walker and then he would die. He would but he would he would like Gandalf the White. Sorry. No, I think I just think that he's. I don't think he's meant to and live there's forever. A, there's our Lord of the Rings reference for this podcast. Oh my yeah, god, my you bad. do it every no, time. I I thought about I thought about suggesting that he would uh, challenge the Night King to a fight, and and then while they were doing that, Danny would escape out the back, and then you'd find out that John was projecting himself across Westeros. <laughs> 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 and Arya's outside Winterfell, like moving the wall with, with the force. Yeah, I got there it. it is. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Have mercy. That was amazing. I can't, I can't take you guys anywhere. No, you did ruin my childhood. <laughs> um. So you know, I mean, that's what I think would be more bittersweet. That he would still, he would end up being, you know, on the wall or on the other side of the wall protecting the south because that's who he's he's always been is and i've said this on the podcast before so you know if you're new here this is not new but you know i think that's what's going to end up happening you know he's going to end up being the main person and he's going to be in control of all the whites and he's that's what he's going to have to do is is basically he becomes his uncle benjamin and brand at the same time no you're saying he becomes what's his face from fucking pirates of the caribbean yeah Orlando Bloom. Yes. Another or, Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that wasn't actually, even intentional. I actually but, think that's interesting, though, to, to think that, like, so whoever kills the Night's King, like, because I just kind of thought that they would all crumble and die because the Night King controls all of them. Like, we saw that one white get killed and then all the white walkers around him like fell down and died except for the one conveniently they needed to wrangle. But anyway, the the Night King would have resurrected all of them. So I think it to me it was implying that if they killed him they would all collapse. But the idea that like that force, that evil, whatever, will always be there and someone has to be in charge of it and John will take on that like task to keep them at bay. That's really interesting. <laughs> I like I like the theory. Well, I mean, that's that's what I've always I've been thinking for quite some time that you know, you know, I, I mean, all the the telltale signs are there. You know, he's sacrif- self-sacrificing. He will do anything for his family. You know, giving up his his you know his life for his family, or you know, it just seems like it would be such a a, a stark thing to do that I could see him doing that. And and then I mean he would be the prince that was promised because he was the prince who was promised that would take over and save the South, and in my opinion, 
And, Damn, um, ISIS really, and I, like, laying on some good shit right it's, now. It's the fucking vodka. And, uh, <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I really, really feel like that this is where the story is going. It would be bittersweet. You know, it would be nothing for the guy who is, you know, the, the you know, the white king right now. Whatever the hell he, we were the calling night him. King, the night king. The night king. Yeah, sorry. Although uh, the white king sounds kind of cool, too, so whatever. You well, call, you know, you, call him whatever and, you, want. you know, he, he would just go ahead and you know, take that javelin fucking ice thing and just pierce John's heart and then bam, you know, now he's a freaking white. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like that to me would be an appropriate ending um, because like I said, it, it would, it would fall in line with who his character is and has been for this entire series. Um, it add to the another wrinkle for all you, uh, you know, Danny and, and John fans, that if she was to say, let's say, uh, pregnant because of boat sex, hashtag, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and were to, you know, be pregnant uh, to due to this uh, boat sex, you know, I think that would be appropriate that he would be like, oh, hey, I want to save my family, the future of my family. That would still allow um, Danny to still be queen. Because he no longer can be king, even though it's his post, his rightful place to be the king. Uh, he'll just be the king of the north. But anyway, that's just my tinfoil hat theory. Um, Corey Smith, you have something to say. Well, I just think, I think it sounds like we're all in agreement that no matter what form it takes, it's not going to end up well for John. You know, like it just seems like Kinda everybody like seems... That. You know, like one way or another, whether he turns into the next, you know, uh, Night King or he just dies fighting the Night King or whatever, it just, I don't see it ending well for John. And if, I mean, even if, I mean, if you look at, not to bring it up again, but if you look at Lord of the Rings, the main heroes <laughs> of that story, they don't get to enjoy the success and everything that they brought for the rest of the world, Right. Um, yeah, Frodo, Frodo's not happy when he goes back to the Shire. He ends up sailing to Elf Heaven or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> the and, West. They go to the West. I know the real names of it. I'm making a joke for people who haven't read the books. So, <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that I, I don't see John getting to enjoy, you know, having saved the world one way or another. Because um, we all figure he's going to be the one to do it, you know, Danny with an assist or something like that. But ultimately, yeah, I just don't see John getting to enjoy it in one way or another. I think that's going to be the big bittersweet ending is that he passes away or passes on in some way. Yeah, I agree. We and, and So we all think that John's going to die. Perfect. Um, I'm going to go with Ghost because... <laughs> well, the CGI budget is so low that they, they're going to have to kill. You stole my thunder. Him. You stole my fucking thunder. Yeah, my bad. No, no, no. But seriously, man, uh, what better way um, for uh, a Stark dire wolf to die on this goddamn show than to sacrifice itself, saving its master? I think that at some point in season eight, we're going to see John, uh, like the Battle of the Bastards, get basically buried under a, a pile of bodies or something. Something's going to happen. Um, we've seen the filming pictures of Winterfell with blood all over the walls. So we know that at some point something's going to happen there. My idea is that whites are going to try to scale the wall of Winterfell. Something's gonna, They're going to wash over Winterfell, whatever. And um, John's going to get buried. And uh, motherfucking ghost is going to come in. And uh, like on Power on Stars, Ghost is going to save the day. And then uh, that was a really bad reference. I apologize for that, you guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, so um, anybody want to care to weigh in on the Ghost Theory? Because I think that, honestly, maybe the showrunners hate the direwolves, but they just don't show them enough anyway. So it wouldn't be that big of a loss. I don't know. I, I do like Smith's idea that we should go around again and – and say one more time. Oh, we're gonna, we've got another round definitely in us. Okay. Absolutely. When it comes to Ghost, I mean, I don't know if anybody else really can. I mean, Isis will probably back me up on this. I am a show watcher only. I've never read the books. I honestly 
to be honest, don't plan on it unless I know for a fact they'll all be finished. And that means you'll never read them. Sure. So I don't have the connection with these big ass dogs that you book readers do because I just in the in the show. I mean, they've been cool pets, and I'm certainly like I like them. They have done badass things, but I, I don't have the connection. I guess there there's. It's way deeper with book readers. Well, yeah, and the books, all the all the Stark kids are wargs. All of them are, and they all have connections. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, so, so. everyone just gets to be magic. Cool. Yeah, basically, pretty much. So, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I think I think Ghost goes, but let's go for round two. And, Corey Thone, you started off last time. Who do you think is going to die your second round pick? Why does this feel like the fucking draft? <laughs> it's a fantasy with, draft. With the fourth pick in the 2019 Game of Thrones death pool, <laughs> Corey Thone selects. Uh, I mean, we've already kind of mentioned a bunch of people, and I'm trying not to do like the, you know, like Jamie Lannister or something. Like I, those people, like we kind of we kind of have a good idea of of what their storyline could be. So let me go with. Oh crap! I'm gonna go with uh, the mountain. There's someone that I think gets killed in the last season. That's kind of not super ballsy, I guess. The more I think about it, uh, actually, but, it's a good idea, man. Like, uh, but how do you think he's gonna die? Well, they pretty much confirmed Clegane Bowl in the <laughs> in the last episode or the next to last episode. I no, guess it was the last one. It was the last one. It was the last one. Yeah, yeah. that all runs together. The whole season's just a whole bunch of scenes with filler <laughs> between them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I that last episode kind of confirmed it. I think we'll get that. I, I do think that we'll get one last like reminder of just how badass the mountain is as a fighter. Because uh, at a battle, probably in King's Landing, and the Hound is gonna. Make his move there, and I think the Hound will be victorious. I don't know if it'll kill the Hound as well. Um, that's someone that they've certainly done an amazing job building the character and the actor Rory um, McCann. McLean? McCann, yeah, is uh, has been just a, a breakaway star on the show mm-hmm. in terms of a show a show that really suffers from like a lack of levity and a lot of times has really delivered some humor in the show. Um, Agreed. So he he might die. In fact, I'll just change my vote and say they'll kill each other. There we go. They're gonna the hound will kill the mountain, but his injuries will take him down and as well. So it's almost a, almost a reversed Oberon fight, Prince Prince Oberon. Yeah, and 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 maybe even it might even be somewhat similar to the old guy that was killed by thirty gold masked people. Um, <laughs> Sir Baron, Baron, Sir like Barristan, Barristan. There it is. Yeah. See, that's someone else. You got you book people just get so butthurt about that guy. I'm I like, do, and like, I will. I will stand like my ground. Episodes. I don't care. But he, uh, he, he was obviously a good fighter, and then he got like injured, and he went down swinging. I think the Hound could be in the same boat where he like gets so hurt, killing the mountain, and then people start attacking him, and he still stands his ground for a while, but then goes down. Hmm. Interesting, because, um. We we believe, and, and and this is this is just a belief uh, that from some filming rumors, and I think this may have been debunked. Maybe I'm wrong, but Smith, you can weigh in if you want. Uh, that there was a, a a leak where it said that uh, the hound is driving a wagon that's speeding around a corner, and it's got Arya or Sansa in the in the front with him or something, and they're trying uh, to Arya, and they're trying to get out of King's Landing or something like that. But I could they're see, trying to get into King's Landing. Ah, that's all right. Okay, so they see like the army coming, and they're trying to yeah. find shelter. Uh, I absolutely believe that Clegane Bowl is going to happen. I'm totally on board with Clegane <laughs> and I totally believe that the Hound will kill the Mountain, and I also believe that the Hound will inflict a mortal wound to the Hound. I mean, the, the Mountain will inflict inflict a mortal wound to the Hound. I'm I'm so on board with that man. Great choice. Um. Isis, it's your turn. Second round pick. The second round pick. We have. I don't know. Oh. Like, I don't know, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, 
I'm, I'm toggling. I, I'm toggling between um, Theon Greyjoy, really. Ooh, good one. Uh, Alfie Allen. Um, I think that would be, and you know, as m- all the things that have happened to him, <clears throat> if he can save his sister, I think he could live his life as a, or, you know, he can die happy because he did something in the service for somebody else. Um, or he, I, I think that would be like the last arc of his redemption, to be honest. So it's gotta be right. Like so I really feel like that it's going to be on, it, it's going to be Theon. I really do that. That'll be his last sacrifice. And, and, you know, I really feel like that, uh, he, uh, you know, I think everybody will see him in a different light, and I think everybody will be happy with that kind of ending of like, hey, he gave his life for his sister, and who goes on to probably help, you know, um, Jon Snow and everything. So I'm going to go with that one. Good choice. Uh, absolutely. The uh, guy who's going to make a sacrifice for somebody, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Dion. And Alfie Allen could sell that scene. Um, like nobody's business. Uh, oh, he'd smash it. He oh, would. Absolutely. He would absolutely smash it. I think he would just be happy that he made it all the way to the end of the to the last season. I don't think he'd be very, you know, hurt that. I don't know if he makes it to the end, but I think he would be completely happy that hey, I made it to the last season. Um, I know that they played that joke on him where he thought I, I don't know if it was like season six where they gave him that yeah. fake script and he thought he was supposed to die and he was all like you know hurt he was really upset about it um i I still remember that story because it's hilarious but i I really think that it would it would make sense i think that's uh a good pick um Corey smith who you got well i fucking had theon um (laughs) but i guess that's what happens when you have the uh you know you don't have a good draft order well isis (laughs) Isis is really mean too and she always steals your stuff no, I mean, I, I agree 100% with what Isis said. I do see Theon dying, and I do see it being part of his redemption arc. And quite frankly, I am looking forward to watching Alfie Allen just kill that scene. Uh, because he kills every scene that he's in, and I think that him dying, finally doing something for anybody other than his fucking self... Um, would be just a great end for that character. So, uh, on, if Theon's off the board, I, I, I think I've always thought Varys would end up dying um, before the end. Um, we kind of saw some foreshadowing for it last season when Annie was talking about, you know, don't betray me or I'll burn you or feed you to my dragons or whatever she's always spouting off about. Um, so I think Varus ends up biting it. I think he's got too much responsibility for things that have gone on. Um, he's almost his... he's almost Littlefinger in his level of uh, involvement. Right, and he he doesn't quite have the malicious level to Littlefinger, but he definitely has responsibility in that he could have stepped in here or there and prevented different things from happening and didn't. So he's got blood on his hands, so I could see before the end him, you know, getting executed by someone. Um, I also think we're going to see Melisandre return in Season 8, and I, do too. We're go- and I think we're going to see her die. Um, oh, whether- you take two they- off the board? How about they kill each other? Because mm. uh. mm-hmm. they already, well, at least at the at the very least, we know that um, that varies absolutely despises her. Um, I mean, she, he's not the only one that hates her. I mean, Davos also hates her as well, and I could definitely see Davos not having I any problem. I think Melisandre's death goes definitely to Davos. I don't think she, there's any doubt about that. She's got a lot of. I mean, if she does return, she's she's returning to fight the Night King, right? Um, so she could die there, but yeah, I mean, Davos, I think gets something on her before the end of the, the series because yeah, they're just, they're, they're too much there. She's got, I mean, with Shireen and everything she's done this entire series, she's got to go. People will be pissed if she, you know, lives. Um, I mean, maybe she doesn't get killed 
outright. Maybe she just kind of like, hey, I'm 1,000 years old and I'm ugly as shit. And, you know, <laughs> just kind of. And the Night King's dead, so what else do I got to do? You know what I mean? No, like, see, see, I think what's going to happen to her is like, I, and, and again, if you're not a parent, you may have not seen this movie. Uh, the, mov- the, the cartoon movie uh, Tangled where the witch, she, like, basically turns to dust because she's mm. so fucking old. And and in my <laughs> mind, that's exactly what's going to happen. Is like, you know, she's, she's not going to even hit the ground. It's just going to be like, poof. Um, but I, I definitely feel She's going to be talking that... to John and be like, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark, and then, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're the biggest of nerds. Uh, so, uh, it's yeah, not a Stark, though, point of fact. So Actually! Feel... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, so I, I definitely agree that I think Melisandre is gonna, you know, is gonna bite the big one. But we already know that Lord Varys is is not a fan of Melisandre, uh, Melisandre, and I could see Lord Varys and Davos uh, freaking teaming up, man. And you know, Davos, of course, is the one who's gonna get the blood on his hands. But Lord Varys could be the one who crafts the plan that gets Melisandre got. So I can definitely see that. She's gonna get got. I, you know what? Um, before we uh, cut this all down, I'm gonna give you my pick, and then we're gonna vote on another character all together, and then we'll call it. But uh, I guess I'm gonna go with um, Ed Sheeran. Um, he was really instrumental in season seven's uh, uh, Cersei, uh, the Lannister War. He was a soldier, and uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> god damn it! Thank you, phone. Jesus Christ. I thought you were talking – Ed something or another. I was like, yeah, it's a character, I guess, whatever. <laughs> uh, everybody hates that guy for being on Game of Thrones, but whatever. Um, no, you know what? Obviously, I want to go um, – I, I would love to pick Cersei, but we already talked about all that stuff. Um, and, and, and Jamie's kind of cool, but um, – I, the picks are kind of thin here, so I, I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go with Grey Worm, um, only because he's leading the Unsullied and he's out front, and he's going to be standing out front of Winterfell at the, at the very least, out front of King's Landing when this war happens, and everything we've seen from the Night King's attacks and uh, the Whites that follow him around. It's going to be basically an ocean of, of skeletons just washing over whoever's standing out front in the front lines. And that's where Worm, Wormsy, as uh, Ozzy Man calls him, Wormsy, that's where he's always uh, out, out front. So that's what I think is going to happen. Grey Worm, anybody agree, disagree? I, I just find it very interesting that no one has men- mentioned Samuel Tarly. That dude's uh, gonna be writing this by the end. He's gonna be writing the story. We all need yeah. this. And uh no one's talking about uh Ed Toilet. Toilet No <laughs> I love you for that. I mean <laughs> that's that's who I thought Ed Sharan was. I was like uh, <laughs> the Ed guy. Yeah. The Ed guy. No, no, is I was it, talking how about how am Ed. I pronouncing his name? Is it she Sheeran Shireen Sheeran. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. 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 I'm trying to be clever. When you said Ed Sharon, I was like, "Yeah, I thought you were making a joke." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was being totally honest. I think he's going to die in season eight. So fuck you guys. Anyway, so I'm just surprised that you guys didn't talk about that. Or, you know, another thing could be um, uh, Sam's girlfriend. Uh, What's her name? Gilly. Oh my god, Gilly. Yeah. I uh, honestly believe Sam's going to be released from his vows on the Night's Watch. I even either the Night's Watch gets completely owned and they're no more, and so they don't they don't continue. Well, the it. walls collapsed. I well, mean, at I one think point it is. Done, it could, it right? could be rebuilt. Honestly, I mean, it's only one part that came through, um, and all all they have to do is get Mexico to pay for it, and they'll be up and up oh and, oh a political joke too. Damn. Oh my. God, we are hitting on all cylinders. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I I think that uh, Sam's gonna be uh, released from his vows, and he's he's gonna marry Gilly, and it's gonna be sweet. They're gonna have, <laughs> they're gonna have lots of babies. 
Lots of babies. So I, I think we're all in agreement, though, that does Tyrion live? I, well, that's what I wanted to ask everybody because nobody brought up Tyrion. So yeah. I'm on the fence on Tyrion, and I always have been um, throughout the series. I know he's one of the everyone's favorite characters. He's one of the most popular characters on the show, but season eight, you know, doesn't matter. You can kill him off. Um, so I don't know. I, I lean both ways. I see where reasons why he could die, and I, could, I see reasons why well, he could lay him out for us. Okay, so he obviously he like in the books and a little bit on the show they've mentioned anytime anybody who kills a member of their own family is cursed, right? Anybody yep. is a kinslayer is cursed in the in the eyes of men and the gods and eventually has to pay a price for it. And he did kill his father. Um I won't count his killing his mother but he's probably going to end up killing cersei for the end of the show um if jamie doesn't do it so wait wait wait. do you honestly think that after the the meeting in her little office in in season seven in the dragon pit that he i think they almost like i know she doesn't love him right but there was almost a bit of uh begrudging respect between the two almost and i feel like um, there was a moment where they shared where he talked about loving Tommen and Marcella, and right. you know I kind of think that when when he when he said you're pregnant, I don't I don't see him killing a pregnant woman even if it is Cersei. I, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean I I do think it'll probably be Jamie, but if it isn't, it's going to be Tyrion. It's, one of her brothers is going to kill her. So I guess my point is I've, I see the reasons why he could end up dying um, and before the show's over. On the flip side, obviously, he's one of the most popular characters. He's been screwed over his whole life. So, he, you know, yeah, he killed his dad, but his dad was a complete dickhead and was screwing his ex-girlfriend and yeah, all that stuff. Hurts. So Right. So, like, you kind of understood why he did it. So... I can see it both ways. I just I'm on the fence as to whether or not he lives or dies. And past Danny and John, he's the most popular character. So it's I I just think it's interesting nobody brought him up. Anybody want to weigh in on this one? Because I've got thoughts, but I want to hear Thone and uh, Isis weigh in. Isis, you want to jump in on that one? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've thought about it, too. I mean, Tyrion, you know, I, there, there's a side of me that thinks it would be, you know, awesome if Tyrion made it to the end. The imp made it to the end. Um, you know, he I think he's been a master player in this game. He's lost a lot. Um, you know, family members. Um, I think he would be devastated if he lost not so much Cersei, but I think he'd be devastated if he lost his brother, Jamie. Um, because that would, I mean, for him, I think he's, he's, you know, he knows that his sister is, is, you know, I mean, right now he thinks that, oh yeah, she's going to send troops and all that stuff. But as soon as Jamie makes it up to the North to Castle Black, he's going to know the full truth, you know? And, um, and I don't doubt that Vary still has his little birds still in there. And if we find out that Cersei either one lost the child or was never pregnant or whatever the case may be, um, I think that will, you know, turn the tide on how Tyrion feels about his sister. So, uh, and especially for Jamie, um, you know, as far as using her pregnancy to, 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 you know, burn their alliances. Yeah, I get, I got you. So I I really feel like that, um, you know, I really like to see Tyrion make it to the end. I don't think Jamie will make it to the end. I think, you know, he's I think he it's almost he would almost be a relief for him to go. And it's got to be a warrior's death for Jamie, too. It's got to be a noble death. A noble death. Exactly. So I think that that, you know, as far as that's concerned. But I do want to see Tyrion make it to the end. I, I, I mean, I think he will you know, outlive them all as far as he's a very smart man, underestimated, um, not by us, the viewers, but by everybody else who's playing this game. Um, you know, and it's so funny, too, because it would be so appropriate that Tyrion and Sansa were, like, some of the last ones standing um, because I they were probably... 
I, well, I don't mean shipping them, but <laughs> I, do I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that, I mean, they were married at one point, yeah. uh, never consummated, but you know, I just feel That's like that it would, it would be kind of appropriate that these two people who everybody discounted for, for very good reasons, um, ha- ended up at the end. Yeah. Uh, that would be, that would be bittersweet. That would be, um, bitter asshole if, if the good, all the, everybody's favorite characters died and Sansa and Tyrion were the last ones left. Although Tyrion's everybody's favorite too. I think that, um, yeah, I, think, and Sansa I think this all kind of ties lemon cakes. <laughs> I think this all kind of ties into, um, a, you know, kind of what we've been talking about tonight with the deaths is, Jon Snow, uh, the bittersweet part of the ending is Jon Snow dies, but he comes back as as the Night King and he's defending the the uh, South and he's in the North and basically he is the Watch, right? He becomes the Watch and they don't have to have the night the Night's Watch anymore and he stands guard and keeps everybody at bay and then you know Danny because Jon's dead or Jon is no longer a uh, a living person. He's a dead. Um, he's that Danny gets to rule because John's a, John's a Targaryen, and that's going to be revealed at some point in season eight because Bran knows and he can't keep his mouth shut. And so um, <laughs> he that, did a pretty good job not telling Arya and Sansa to not fight each other last season. <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> Sitting in the same damn room with them just like uh let them fight a little longer that was an interesting part from the script um in in little finger's death it's got side notes that uh he whenever they start revealing things to him he's like how do, he you know he looks up to him like he doesn't know how they know the things he knows and finally he goes oh because bran says you told you told my father never to trust you and you used this dagger and he goes finally Littlefinger understands what's been happening and how how Sansa and Arya knew what happened. So, like, obviously at some point he tells them everything. But, yeah, it could have saved us probably, what, an entire episode of ridiculous um, Sansa and Arya drama? Oh, no, they really wanted us to think that that, what if Arya kills Sansa? (laughs) Uh, I guess when when it comes to Tyrion, for me, I, I laid out my prediction for Tyrion last season. Uh, that I, I think that he ends up alive, and I think that he ends up as an uh, integral part of the rebuilding after this great war. I remember that, yeah. And and I think because he's wanted to die so much that I think that that like he spent a whole season basically living in a bottle, and he um, I, I think that he makes it through and is like one of the redemptive stories, and he is able to use the empathy and everything he's got as, as being an ostracized his whole life for his size and the sadness he feels about his family and how, as Smith has pointed out, he would be the, the last Lannister, uh, you know, would, I just think that's all very apropos for his character. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, you know, I did make the, 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 the suggestion that John dies in battle, Danny dies in childbirth and that, mm. uh, you know, the, uh, the the child of the two of them is raised by family and stuff to be like a great leader, which sounds a little schmaltzy. But now, thanks to Isis's badass idea <laughs> that that John has to go and uh, Davy Jones himself <laughs> up in the north, like I John has to do that. Danny dies in childbirth. John, you know, is the watcher north of the wall, the king of the north. You know, up ah, there. And, yeah, that's, that would and, be his title. And he, um, he makes sure that that never happens again, and, and that's his destiny forever. Uh, and uh, he, you know, is up there as, like you said, a protector. And it, it allows for a great peace to be brought to the South, which I don't know if Danny can actually lead over peace. So her passing would be. Uh, and allowing a, a peacetime, you know, baby to become king. So that's, that's that was kind of my prediction. Although I think it's improved by the the Davy Jones thing that ISIS came up with. So I yeah, that's, it, I'm man. sticking with that. I'm sticking with Tyrion being like basically the hand of the king uh, as when he's a kid. And so he's the regent jazz. basically. He's the regent to yeah. the baby. And when the baby gets old enough, the baby he becomes the um, the baby becomes king. And yeah. And yeah, and that. Well, I mean, think uh, about, that allows, think that about allows, the people 
think about the people that will be left when it's all said and done. If everybody that we think dies, dies, and there is a baby, it's going to be like Sansa. Uh, you're going to have a Stark. You're going to have a Lannister. You'll. Pr- I think there's a good chance that uh, the Baratheon bastard, whose name I forget, will still be around. <laughs> Gendry. Uh, yeah, Gendry. You'll have uh, Bear Island. You'll, you know... There's Davos. Davos, yeah. Da- oh, yeah. See, I think Davos. I would. I hope he lives because he, he fucking better. Yeah, he, des- he, he, he would actually to hit live too. harder. Yeah, a lot of folks deserve to. You know, I mean, Brienne, if she lives, you know, there's there's gonna be a lot of people around, and they've all in this time of the show have seen that, like, yeah, we need a king, but we don't need all the power centrally located like within families instead of within the kingdom and we need to look out for the kingdom and John and Danny's sacrifices and such like will be the thing that they build the new world off of. So that, that will be, and that's, again, it's kind of schmaltzy, but it is TV. It's so also very bittersweet. I like it. It is. Yeah. So it's that, that was some deep shit right there, man. I I'm think, not going to lie. I, listen, I think we honestly Ooh. just predicted the entirety of season eight. I'm just telling you right now. That's, that, that shit's going to happen. And when it happens, we're going to take this podcast and re-put it out there. And everybody's like, oh, god damn. These guys are awesome. Too bad the show's over and we stopped listening. And, and Kenny Adamo <laughs> is going to be like, I was there from the jump, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been a great podcast. And um, so we're going to... Be back in another two weeks, and what I'm going to do is uh, poll you guys and hope that you guys give us another great topic to talk about for our next episode of Take the Black. So for myself, for Isis, for Corey Thone, for Corey Smith – oh, by the way, before I cut this all off, I might as well screw the ending since I screwed the beginning, but – we don't forget to uh, check into uh, Facebook tomorrow on Wednesday. Well, it'll be by the time you listen to this today at 4 p.m. for Take the Black Live on the Winners Coming Facebook. So that will be with Dan, and uh, usually he has some guests on, like Josh Hill. So, and um, it's a pretty good show. Tune in, and you might get lucky enough to have Corey Phone type you a message on Facebook, telling you. Anyway, uh, give us a shout out on our social media, and we'll talk back to you too. And uh, so thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back. Bularmogulis. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.